0: Welcome to the Practical Family Podcast. I'm your host, Jen Bryant. And I'm
1: your co-host, Jordan Marzon.
0: And we're here with the next episode in the Strong Enough series here on the Practical Family Podcast. This episode series is specifically for you mamas because we are here to tell you that you are already enough. Yes, you are strong enough to handle the craziness that life throws at you.
1: And Practical Family is here specifically to strengthen moms for real life struggles This is a podcast to help you discover your gifts and embrace grace.
0: You know, moms, there are so many things that convince us that we're not enough and trying harder is the only solution. And unmet expectations frustrate us. Comparison steals our joy.
1: Hoping others will change isn't realistic.
0: More usually isn't better.
1: And so we're saying, enough already. Mama, you are already enough.
0: Let us help you explore some super practical ways to tap into your strengths and give the best of yourself to your family.
1: Welcome everybody. Jen, such a pleasure to be here. Today, we're talking about jealousy. And you know what I'm jealous of? What? Your bumper sticker. (laughs) My bumper sticker. I think it ties in perfectly because I was walking past your car and it says, ride the wave you've been given, which is so cool. And it's such the Hawaiian way to say, like, stay in your lane and keep your eyes on your own paper. Yeah. yeah. Why is that your bumper sticker?
0: (laughs) I loved it when i saw it because i was like okay this is a bumper sticker i can put on my car that doesn't point at the fact that maybe if I make a mistake driving on the road that people are going to be like, oh, yeah, she's like, you know, Jesus this or church bumper sticker this. Like She's I, just yeah. riding her own wave. I'm yeah. just riding my own wave. My wave just
1: happened to cut right in front of you. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: I'm sorry. I'm so sorry because I'm a defensive driver. I'm a California driver. That's one
1: word
0: for it. I I, I was born and raised on the roads <laughs> of Cali, and I'm defensive to say the least. I <laughs> And I have a lead foot sometimes, too, so Lord forgive me, people forgive me. Well.
1: <laughs> it's okay. I, on behalf of all the drivers on Oahu, will forgive you for your lead-footed driving. I do personally believe that momentum is also a tactic for defensive driving. True. I believe. I believe that. Braking is not always the best option on the road, so you are not alone. That's okay. okay. But we're yes. all going to ride the wave that we've been given, because today we're addressing Jealousy.
0: Yeah, this uh, this topic is is a sister to uh, the comparison episode Very much so. that we did before. And we wanted to bring it up because I've noticed that part of overcoming this idea that we're not good enough requires that we kind of look at ourselves and the responses that we have when other people seem to be doing it better. I had to ask this question in the Practical Family Resource Group that we have on Facebook and moms we're saying that they tend to be jealous of how other moms appear to be handling it all. Maybe if their kids are more naturally gifted or they don't seem to be struggling as much with the school thing or with behavior. Other moms are like, yeah, the, these these mamas seem to have the meal prep thing down and they're always so organized and why can't I be more like that? Which is a fair question. It's like, wow, I admire maybe is a position that we could take like I admire that she's able to get stuff together where it takes me maybe a little longer but she probably has systems in place in her home that was because things were so chaotic before yeah you know I know that's that's my case I'm a lot more decluttered in my life now than I was before because I don't want to live like that anymore yeah you know so there are always reasons. There's always reasons behind stuff. There's always a backstory, And what we want to get ourselves clear on today is when these feelings pop up in our minds, what do we do with them? Yeah. What do we do? Because we can't live in that place and we don't want to let envy take us to this ugly, bitter place, you know, where we can't do anything. Yeah. So like literally these feelings can kill our sense of self, our sense of Community, our sense of being able to be generous with others. So let's kind of start talking about the three main things that can get us on a not so good path. I like so the, the way that you explained spiral. it. Spiral
1: to the spiral. Yes. Welcome to the comparison spiral.
0: Mm-hmm. So in
1: trying to figure out how these things that feel so related and sometimes feel like synonyms of one another, they're kind of same but different. And those three things are comparison, jealousy, and envy. They sound like pretty much the same thing, but there's actually some distinctions that I think are very helpful. So comparison, like we talked about in a previous episode, um, is more just seeing the difference between you and somebody else, a very real difference. But it's just identifying it, and maybe it settles in you as like, wow, I noticed that, and okay, Maybe it makes you feel a little bit less than. Jealousy is an extrapolation of that. I like to think of these three things as um, three sisters. So, if comparison is the innocent baby sister, jealousy is kind of the, the middle school sister who gets a little bit more angsty. So, she sees the difference and she doesn't like it. So, even though your first thought might be one of, oh, I'm happy for somebody, it immediately turns back on yourself with some sort of negativity and um, that you don't like what's going on. Something about it feels unfair or unjust. And then the third biggest sister, I imagine she's in high school, sorry high schoolers, is envy, the biggest sister. So comparison, jealousy, envy. Envy is when this little seed of comparison turn jealousy turn envy takes root in your heart and really starts to set in and change you for the darker and it turns into anger and it turns into a lot harder things to undo Mm -hmm. but the good news is if we catch these thoughts in their middle jealousy phase before we let them root and actually become part of us we have a chance to divert that So that's what we're talking about today is kind of the next phase of comparison, which is jealousy. And there's a lot of different ways that jealousy tends to crop up in our lives and in our minds. Right, Jen? Yeah. Some ways that we deal with jealousy,
0: even in our everyday lives, are thoughts like she did it first, she did it better, she has it easier, or she got more. And whether that more is stuff, favor, or attention, those things kind of ping in our hearts and take us to a place that where we're trying to balance this in our brain well why does she get more and I get less and it's really this mentality that we've brought up in past episodes of scarcity like there's not going to be enough to go around I like what Mel Robbins has to say she's a therapist and motivational speaker I was watching her videos on YouTube one day and she says that envy corrodes you it's dangerous it keeps you stuck. It keeps you miserable. And envy is a thing that attaches itself to jealousy that says they don't deserve what they have. Like they have what I don't have and they don't deserve it. And it's this feeling that we can get deep in our hearts that because that person got that thing, that somehow their success is robbing you of your success.
1: So there's also Tilly Delahaye, who is an author who wrote Scene Green, which is about envy. And she says, envy is a feeling of bitterness that God has given something good to someone else. It is a destructive feeling, a shameful feeling. It arises out of feelings of inferiority, sound familiar, and demands that inequalities be done away with. And this is a crazy thought. Because when we get into this place where we feel like life should be fair, we're actually fighting against a fundamental law of nature. The world and the world God made is sinful and it is going to be unfair. But what we can do is take that scarcity mentality of feeling like we're being robbed when somebody gets something. So take that and turn it into an abundance mentality where everything is there for the taking. There's enough to go around. We don't have to live our lives believing that there's only so much happiness to go around. And the other part of this is nobody in your life is competing with you. Life is not a competition. You cannot be a loser if you're not competing. How great is that? And so we need to learn to take that happiness, that abundant happiness, and learn to be happy for others especially because it's a sign that it's possible, that whatever we're jealous of them for, they've done it. And if they've gone there before us, we can go there too. And that's amazingly hopeful. Absolutely. This comes up for me
0: when it comes to watching what other writers and speakers and communicators are doing. Because when I entered this realm of things, I thought, gosh, this is such a big leap to take. I wanna be an author someday, I wanna be a speaker, but I needed to start small and start building up to that. But when I see other people like getting book deals and doing this and doing that, my first thought is I could have done that. And then it's like, wait, then do it, Jen. Who cares if they did it first, (laughs) you know? I guess like sometimes that fear comes from feeling less than or feeling even left behind or sometimes even not seen. And my own feelings of insecurity can creep up on me and take over the logical mindset of abundance that says, Jen, you can do this too. And just the fact that they're doing it means that it's possible that you will get there someday, you know? And I and I say that too to encourage other communicators and people who just want to affect change in the world because you can do big things. You just, you know, everybody has to start somewhere. So, for sure. It's a good thing. The story from scripture that came to mind first actually is from Luke 15 and it's from the chapter where Jesus talks about the things that are lost, like the lost sheep, the lost coin, and then he comes to the lost son or the prodigal son. This in this story is really more about the father's response to the son. But I love, love, love the father's response to the other son. So I'm going to pick up the story in verse 25, because as you know, you probably know the story of the prodigal son. If you don't, just look at it in Luke 15. But listen to how the second son responds to the prodigal's homecoming. It says, Now the older son was in the field, and when he came and approached the house, he heard music and dancing. And he summoned one of the servants and began inquiring what these things could be. And he said to him, Your brother has come, and your father has killed the fattened calf because he's received him back safe and sound. But he, the brother, became angry and was not willing to go in. And his father came out and began pleading with him. But he answered and said to his father, look, for so many years I have been serving you and I have never neglected a command of yours. And yet you have never given me a young goat so that I might celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours came, who has devoured your wealth with prostitutes, you killed the fattened calf for him. And the father said to him, son, You have always been with me, and all that is mine is yours. But we had to celebrate and rejoice, for this brother of yours was dead and has begun to live and was lost and has been found. I absolutely love the perspective that God gives in this verse because Jesus is telling the story, first of all. So this is absolutely a heavenly perspective that we need to change here in this story. First of all, the son gets angry. Okay. He has the feelings. Second of all, he refuses to go in. He Mm -hmm. refuses to be part of the celebration of the rejoicing of the joy that his father determined to give the other son all kinds of grace and throw a party and then he begins to compare he's like i have done all of this and you've not celebrated me the way that you have celebrated him and he says specifically your son like he separates his relationship with his brother and he's like that kid of yours over there classic, <laughs> classic has done all this horrible stuff and yet you shower him with with parties And I love what the father says because first he says, son, he (laughs) reminds him, you are also my son. Second of all, he says, you have always been with me. Like you have benefited. You are a child of the king. Okay. Mm -hmm. You have never wanted for anything. Third of all, he says, this brother of yours. He didn't say my other son. Yeah. He said, your brother you are connected so God reconnected that relationship for him even in those words and he says we have to rejoice we have to and this should be our mentality too we have to be celebratory and excited and encouraging about the things that other people are doing
1: and the things that God is doing in their lives because that's what it is that's
0: what it is it's not our accomplishments it's not us even though this series is called strong enough we want to reiterate to you that you are only strong enough because God has allowed you to be he's given you everything that you need to live this life and and love him and love others and when we lose sight of that big picture we get so utterly focused on ourselves that we start to get envious and it creates that root of bitterness and we get angry and we spiral down into this place that is really hard to come back
1: from and it makes you a person that nobody really wants to be around too right
0: yeah it's that negative nancy remember in the, in the other
1: episode when we we're talking
0: about being around really draining people <laughs> we can all be draining at one point or another in our lives and it usually is rooted in insecurity Sure. and things like this that we get so lost in the mentality that we should have such and such thing or we should be able to do this by now you were saying before about I should be at this stage when I'm this old like comparing Ugh. just ages and stuff right? yeah
1: that's a hard one to have been trying to get over is uh, she she did it faster than me yeah. in a way that drives me crazy just it drives me crazy because I let it drive me crazy you know I'm using a yeah. uh, an invisible ruler that I made up based off somebody else's life and experience to measure my own experience that, oh, I didn't finish it by the time I was 30 or mm-hmm. I won't be there by the time I'm 35. And it's just, it makes me feel not good enough, which is a spiral for insanity, Yeah, you know, because her story is not my story. And so what I've had to teach myself to do is catch those negative thoughts, right? Catch the, the comparison, which we do. We catch the jealousy now too. You know, you don't let it turn into something mean where I feel like whatever she's done has hurt me in a way. And so I've actually started practicing taking that negativity and turning it into praise Mm -hmm. because this is where the healing for this is, is in being able to learn to reach outside of ourselves to encourage other people to genuinely begin to be happy for them and to maybe even ask them how to do what they do. You know what I mean? Like reaching out, healing that relationship, even if they didn't know it was broken because, you know, jealousy (laughs) happens in our own minds. Yeah. But reaching out to somebody else, being genuinely happy for them, and then even asking them how to do it, coming from a place of generosity and Mm -hmm. abundance rather than of jealousy and scarcity. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So we're turning that jealousy into generosity. Mm -hmm. I love how those two words play on each other too, even in just how they sound because one keeps us stuck and one sets us free. Mm. One of the most important quotes I've ever heard about this idea of fairness, because our our brain is constantly trying to balance what is fair and what what is not. You know, that's why kids... But about <laughs> she, she got this, and I yeah. got that. And blah, blah, blah. Oh, kids know. Kids are very good at fair. Oh, they yeah. They'll teach you if you ever yeah. forget. Yeah. <laughs> but this, think about this. This idea that fairness does not mean equality. Fairness does not mean that everybody gets the same thing. Fairness is actually getting what you need. Fairness is everyone getting what they need, and God knows that. Here we are trying to work this out in our brains and divide everything equally, but really God is the only one who knows what each of us needs. For and sure. moms, if you are momming kids who are of different personalities, different needs, maybe physical, maybe mental needs, all kinds of things that you may feel like you're balancing in the home and you wanna give your kids this childhood that is magical and amazing, like maybe think about the goal that you're trying to reach right now is it a realistic goal and is it based on this false sense of fairness that everybody gets what's equal because you know that your kids need different things some need more hugs than others <laughs> like my daughter could kind of care less if i <laughs> hugged her sometimes but she wants me to spend time with her my son needs all the the love and the hugs all the time you know they need different things and god knows what we need When we go around trying to God about our situation and comparing it to others, we're kind of saying that we know better, don't we? Mm -hmm. It's not a good place to get yourself in because you'll drive yourself crazy trying to reach that balance that really doesn't exist.
1: Nope, because we're not God and we'll never see the full picture. So what we can do moving forward with this in our minds is ask ourselves, what is God trying to show me through this jealousy? Mm Mm-hmm guarantee he's got a teaching moment in there for you. What is this saying about your life and what he's trying to point out to you that might need healed? Other things you can stop and think are, how can I support and encourage other women? Be generous. Other things that you can ask are, where does my own momentum stop when we feel jelly about someone else? Be honest with yourself about where you're losing progress in your own life just because your eyes are on somebody else in a negative way. And then we'd also encourage you to reevaluate your goals and make sure that the things that you feel like you want so bad, because life just is so not fair, are they really part of your realistic goals? And if they are, then what steps have you taken to reach those goals? Because that's on you. And if you don't have any goals or if you wanna set goals, Goal setting can be encouraging and uplifting to your sense of doubt and less than-ness. So make a plan and work towards it because what God has given us to do is ours to do. Amen.
0: We can work on our own stuff. We can stay in our own lane. Or ride your own wave if you're in Hawaii. (laughs) (laughs) And work toward what God's already put in front of you. you Exactly. I am not missing out on much just because I'm not like a homeschooler in the rural parts of the Midwest. You don't want chickens? I feel like I should have chickens sometimes. No? What do you want? That's the kind of comparison my mind goes through like my kids aren't getting the full experience because we live in like an urban area Mm. you know or and then other moms are like Jen you live in Hawaii what are you what are you you worried about?" about? You know but but all of us have you know limitations as to what Our kids are going to get to experience because of where we are in the world, where we are in this country. So when it comes to something like homeschooling, it's like, give them what is there. Yeah. Give your family the experience of what is right there in front of you. And it'll be enough. It'll be enough. It'll all come together. And then ask other moms for support. That's why we have groups like... The practical family resource group where we can share ideas and share you know experiences and resources and and things like that for our journey It's why i set up my coaching program so i could walk people through goal setting if organization and goal setting is not your forte or if you just to kind of don't know where to start i'd love to help moms figure out kind of what next steps are whether it's your homeschooling journey or whether you want to be a communicator and learn to do this social media blogging podcast thing i have set up particular packages for you to take advantage of and be able to invest in yourself as you invest in the next steps that God wants you to take. So you have resources in front of you. You do. If you don't know where to look for them, start asking questions. You know, don't be too prideful to ask for help on the next step. That's another episode. Yeah. (laughs) Overcoming pride. So let's do the strong enough wrap up. You are strong enough. To not let other people's success bother you. Start to rewrite that narrative in your brain and let it be one of
1: generosity instead of jealousy. And you are enough. Because there is enough to go around. There is abundance. There is a piece of the pie for everyone. And it's your favorite flavor pie. (laughs) There is room in the market for everyone. And no two things are truly alike. Not snowflakes Not pies, not you, (laughs) and anybody else. God made you unique for a reason. Thank you for listening
0: today. This has been another episode of the Strong Enough series on the Practical Family Podcast. If you are listening on an iPhone, please go to iTunes and rate us. (laughs) Subscribe, first of all, so so that you get notified when the next episode comes out. And then please rate us. Let us know how you like it so that others can find us too. We're also on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest. So you can find us in any of those spaces and share with your people. Thank you so much for listening in to the community we've built here to be able to help you to go out and build the community that you need to be in. Here at Practical Family, we are strengthening moms for
1: real life struggles. And this is a podcast to help you discover your gifts and embrace grace.